is, I don't know what episode this is, Dio, but how you feeling? Uh, yeah, man, I'm just chilling right now, Saturday night, you know, sipping on a little bit of Appleton's, mixing with a little bit of Coke Zero, you know how we do, keeping that on the ice. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm waiting for somebody to come to my hotel room with some ice, man. I got some vodka and water going on right now. Just staying hydrated at the same time getting drunk. I think that's the way to do it. Oh, wow. You and that vodka and water, man. I find sometimes that's the elitist drink. Like, some people think they're better than you because they drink vodka and water. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, man. I'm not drinking that sweet stuff, man. I'm just... And I'm just doing it because I got no mix. Yeah. I would have put a whole bunch of limes and a little bit of lime juice or some coconut water or something. Precisely. Precisely. I get down on that. But, yeah, like, what people don't understand is... Vodka has the same amount of calories as rum. Yep. You know, but people think, you know, vodka's clear, so, you know, it, it's better. <laughs> it makes no difference, man. All the alcohol is the same. As long as it's not a sweet alcohol, then it's all the same, but there is no carbs, so you can still lose weight and get drunk at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I look at it, man, so... <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, so, I mean, it's crazy, man. I, I apologize. You know, we did this uh, podcast a few days ago, and then I was looking to upload it. I couldn't find the file. I don't know if it crashed. I don't know what happened. So this is the second time we're actually doing this, but we wanted to make sure we got it up um, so that people can check it out Sunday morning. Had a couple people hitting me up asking me what what was up with things, so so that's the reason. I know. I had a couple people just ask me, what, what what's my picks this week? And, uh yeah. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's going to be a very interesting week. Last week was a bit of a mess, but we're going to look past that. But you're, you're a game ahead of me now, man. Yeah, exactly. Came out big last week. You know, well, not big, but a little bit ahead. So so uh, I'm, I'm trying to use that momentum and uh, see what else we can do this time. Man, you know what? We're doing this thing on, uh, on a Saturday evening, and what's happened is uh, I'm looking for that Derrick Rose update, man. I don't know if Derrick Rose injured his knee again. It just... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sucks as a basketball fan. I know, but it's his other uh, knee, right? It's the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the other one. It's crazy, man. Uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah. You know, uh, one of my favorite players back in the day, it feels weird even saying back in the day when I say this, but is uh, Grant Hill. Hmm. Used to go down to the Pistons games. I know you used to roll down with me too, man. And yep. and Grant Hill was a great basketball player. He didn't fit, you know, the traditional Detroit mold too because he was pretty. Yeah, no. But Detroit loved Grant Hill because he played basketball. You know what I mean? He just played it the right way. And, you know, he was a great basketball player. And then he just got decimated with those injuries though. He's the new Ahmad Rashad. <laughs> yeah you know in a lot of ways uh, you know uh, I remember when Slam Magazine cause you know Slam used to be the big thing um, when we were coming up there wasn't yeah. the websites to check out but I I remember when he was on the cover and they were like just like Mike mm-hmm. only better <laughs> I know man they always have those shock jockeys yeah, that yeah, yeah. crap about you know this is the next Mike this is the next Mike like just yeah, get that, off that was always the big thing you know Harold Miner was supposed to be the next Mike but uh but Grand Hill, in some ways, was poised to do it. Just never had the supporting cast aside from when he had Allen Houston. Allen Houston used to be nice when they teamed up there for that year because Joe oh, yeah. D was still balling. But, but um, yeah, you just hope that Derrick Rose, 
um, is going to be okay. You know, it's good to take the precaution, though, um, because in basketball, you got to have that explosiveness, so he's not going to rush back. Well, I just saw a tweet here by David Aldridge. Um, mm-hmm. He says, Derek Rose MRI confirms medial meniscus tear to his right knee will require surgery. Oh, my God. That's crap, man. That's crap. So, anyways, get well soon, Derek Rose. And, uh, yeah, I found that on Twitter, man. Speaking of Twitter, you can follow me at at Manny Ballhard, and you can follow D.O. at I-M-D-O. You got it. Um, let's get into these picks, bro. The Fab Five picks for the NFL season. Who's your first pick? Well, I know you're not going to like this, man, because... I know you you repping the Lions, and they took a, a blow last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I got to go with Tampa Bay. And uh, when I took it, I want to see, maybe we can see if the spread's the same, but I had initially that it was nine and a half points. Yep, it's still there. It's and still that's nine a lot and a half. So that's why I had to go with Tampa Bay. I just think it's a lot of points. I think this is a type of game that, you know, the Lions might win, but it's going to be close. I think having somebody like... Uh, Terrell Revis covering Calvin Johnson could make a little bit of a difference. Just slow him down a little bit. But Tampa Bay is definitely not as bad as what their record says. Yeah, they I keep agree it competitive. With you, man. I agree with you. Um, to a certain extent, I think Detroit's going to take that game. I got I got Detroit on a teaser, so they just got to win by two and a half. So totally different story at two and a half than nine and a half. Um, speaking of dogs. We always talk about this this team being 71% the dog wins in any game this team is involved in. And the Dallas Cowboys are a dog plus one at the New York Giants who are getting a ton of love. Mm-hmm. I cannot explain why the New York Giants um, are getting all the money here. It, it doesn't really right. make sense to me. Um, yeah, the New York Giants are on a four-game win streak. But mm-hmm. against who, man? They they haven't played nobody. They played Josh Freeman, Tolzien. Uh, they played an Oakland team which didn't have Terrell Pryor. You know, I I don't know who the Giants are really playing and why people are all over them right now. Sixty percent of the uh, the bets are on the Giants, and I hope I can catch them at three when. The game actually kicks off tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right now, I got the Dallas plus one, but if that three number comes, I'm all over them. But I think Dallas is going to win outright. Yeah, it's going to be a great matchup. Um, just seeing the momentum that the Giants have built up from coming back from 0 and 6. But Dallas, they were my pick to make it in the Super Bowl. And so, yeah, they've gone through a, a bumpy patch, but I think DeMarcus Ware is playing, right? Uh, DeMarcus, where, yeah, yeah, he's back now. So, uh, back. I yeah. think that, that will make a huge difference. They're really going to miss Sean Lee. But, um, that offense is clicking, though, and the Giants' defense really hasn't done that much. So, I think it's going to be a good game. It could be a close game. But, yeah, I, I can't be mad with, with going with Dallas, man. I think, in the end of the day, Dallas is a better football team. Yep. So, who's your second pick? I went with Tampa Bay for the first one, and I'm going to go, uh, with another bad team, man, Jacksonville. I like it. I got Jacksonville plus 10. Plus 10 to beat the Houston Texans. Yeah, well, this is a bad team playing a yeah. bad team. You know, this, this really should just be 
this will be my stinker of the week, man. I'm getting ahead of myself, but like, um, yeah, again, I just like the points. Jacksonville against a team like Houston, I think they can play competitive. And Houston's just a train wreck right now. Um, really, I, they're in the contention with Atlanta for the most disappointing team. Like, before the season started, I know you had Houston in the Super Bowl, but you could make an argument that the Falcons were poised to make that Super Bowl run as well. Yeah, you know what? These these two teams in particular, the, the Falcons and the Texans, are got to be the most two disappointing teams in the league yeah. when it comes from a statistical... Um, standpoint versus wins and losses. It, it's crazy, but what I don't understand is Tampa Bay playing Detroit. Detroit's actually a good team, and Tampa Bay is a nine and a half point spread. Jacksonville playing Houston. Right. It's a ten point spread. Why is this spread bigger than the Tampa Bay game? Yeah, exactly. against a crap team like Houston. I, I'm not seeing it. So I like that Jacksonville pick, man. Um. My second pick, uh, I'm going with a team in the desert and going against a team that, without Reggie Wayne, doesn't look that good, man. Mm. And I really think Arizona's a home type of team. I'm going Arizona. It's minus three right now. I actually bet this game when it was minus one earlier in the week. Um, But I'll stick with the minus three on here on record. That's fine with me. I just think the Colts really don't look like anybody else. Um... Sorry, don't look like themselves without Reggie Wayne and T.Y. Hilton. Like Arizona's defensive backs can cover one guy, um, and he has nobody else except Fleener. So there's really no weapons for him. And Arizona's defense, run defense, is good too. Um, Carson Palmer, he doesn't even have to win this game because Andrew Luck's going to have to pull a real rabbit out of a hat to get this game. I'm going to take Arizona minus three. This is hilarious seeing you uh, get behind Arizona. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get behind Carson Palmer. Despite Carson Palmer, Arizona's defense will win. Yeah, yeah. Well, I agree. You know, um, I think Arizona's really that sneaky team that happens every NFL season. You're not really expecting that much from the squad, but then they, you know, even they might get off to a bad start, but they come around, and it's reminiscent of how. Arizona went to the Super Bowl a few years ago. I'm not saying that this Arizona squad is going to the Super Bowl by any means, but that squad went 9-7 and and made it to the Super Bowl. Um, they were blown out in a game just a couple weeks before the end of the season, something like 48-3 to or whatnot, but then they made it there. And um, it's interesting to see how Arizona 6-4 and and hanging around and could, in a way, take out the 49ers, like, 49ers are slipping. They got the same record, but it's like the 49ers seem like they're on the way down and Arizona might be on the way up. So I feel you there. It's an interesting division, man. Who's your your third pick? I'm going to go with KC. Mm. I got KC against San Diego minus three and a half. Um, I just look at it as KC's being disrespected right here. I know they came off a loss against Denver, but that's Denver. You know, and you're going to lose one game, but this is a team that's 9-1. and one, And I know it's a division rival, but I like them um, with that. That just, you know, that's a small amount of points. I think we take this by a touchdown. This is a sandwich game uh, between two games against Denver. Um, and even though they're at home, I think 
they're going to overlook the Chargers a little bit. But at three and a half, I got to agree with you on your pick. I actually bet this game earlier in the week, mm-hmm. and I got it at five and a half. Hmm. So those two points make a big difference, even though it doesn't really cross a key number. But a four is kind of a key number, so I'll take the five and a half points. But that's not one of my picks. Um, I'm actually going with uh, a little bit of a stinker here, man, for my uh, for my pick because I, I want to. There's a game I'm going opposite of you, mm-hmm. um, so I'm gonna talk about the Cleveland Browns. Mm. Jason Campbell and Pittsburgh's on a high right now, and Cleveland just got blown out. This is a great scenario, great situational game where both teams need it. They need it. Every both of these teams need it just as much as the other. Mm-hmm. So it's not like one team's got their backs against the wall. They both do, and it's a divisional game. It's a rivalry, and Pittsburgh's got a uh, got a short week. They they got Baltimore on the Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So you know they they're almost preparing for two teams at the same time. It's going to be very interesting. But I'm going to take Cleveland minus one here. Yeah. Cleveland Browns are a tough team, man, and they play tough. So I know we're in for it tomorrow. I, I mean, I, I'm still backing my Steelers, but, hey, I, I'm not even picking them this week because I know they're in for a battle. Um, yep. It's going to be a good game, and I'm looking forward to it. But at the end of the day, I don't trust Jason Campbell. <laughs> yeah. And this Pittsburgh defense, yeah, is old, but those guys – they make plays when it counts sometimes. And I, I'd love for Troy Palomalu to come up with a big play tomorrow. I know it might be one of the last times I see him in the black and yellow. Um, I don't know if he's going to be back next year. So I think he's still got a little left in the tank. So I'm, I'm counting on that. I hope it's a decent-looking black and yellow, not like last week where they wore the uh, the Beehive jersey, the oh, killer Man, yeah. those are awful. Oh, horrible. I, I mean, I remember when they did it a few years ago for the first time, bringing them back, and I thought it was only going to be a one-time thing. I don't I don't know for the life of me why they do it, but... It, it doesn't make sense. Uh, Sometimes throwbacks look cool, not those ones, and not the Denver Bronco ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of the Denver Broncos, big game tomorrow night. Yep. Denver, New England, and I'm riding with the Denver Broncos, man. I just like um, how they're, you know, it's minus one. Um, it's their team that's nine and one. Like, they're killing dudes. New England, I don't believe in them. Yeah, I know it's in the cold. You know, yeah, I know Tom Brady in the history has more wins in the head to head matchups. But I love that Wes Welker's playing. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I know Wes Welker wants to have a big night. Um, I don't really watch a lot of Patriot games, man. They're just one of those teams that I just don't enjoy watching them. But I love watching Peyton Manning go against Tom Brady. I always watch that matchup, so I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. Well, I talked about KC being a sandwich game because they got to play Denver twice. Well, Denver's got to play KC twice. They're in the same sandwich. And New England is not a divisional game. It's a Sunday night game. Tom Brady's coming off an awful loss where they got hosed with that call against Gronkowski, the non-call in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to take Belichick and Tom Brady off a loss at home getting points. New England plus one in this situation. And uh, 
Denver's a, in a middle of a sandwich. I think they're yeah. going to look like mayonnaise against Tom Brady. I, I like how you're going with this one because when I was listening to sports talk yesterday, it's like everybody's on the Patriots right now. Like something, about, you know, you can throw out all these statistics about, you know, they don't have back-to-back losses very often, if ever. Um, and I was thinking all those things. But, you know, when it comes down to it, this isn't to me a sandwich game in the sense that this is the game the Broncos want to play. Peyton Manning lives for this you know the man don't leave his house right now he's just studying game tape and film and trying to dissect the new england patriots like this is like the heavyweight championship match because these guys like well brady's got the crown but manning wants to be the all-time best quarterback ever and he knows he has to take out tom and if it's not the playoffs right now this is the playoffs for him. He wants to come out with a W, man. And that's just it, man. In big games, spotlighted like this, when the pressure's on, Peyton Manning doesn't respond. Right, so, yeah. That, I gotta go with Tom in this situation. He's got all his weapons back. He's got his element. He's got Amendola. He's got Gronkowski. He's got everybody back, finally. So, and what's underrated about New England is that they have a very, very strong running game. Right, and they got Stephen Stephen Ridley back. They got Ben Vereen, whatever the hell. Ben yeah, Stephen Ridley, he's got a great running game. He'll put it on the ground a few times during the game. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see what happens there, man. Um, who's your uh, what pick are you on now, man? You got I've, I've only got one more, man. I got my lock. My lock is Carolina. Let's hear it. I'm going with Carolina, man, against Miami. So I got them plus four and a half. Carolina minus four and a half. Uh, plus four and a half. Minus four and a half. No, Carolina's a favorite, man. Yeah, that's what. Oh, uh, yeah, minus four and a half. My bad, my. my yeah, bad. minus four and a yeah, half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of yeah. course, against Miami. Um, yeah, I just like Carolina right now. Um, what I like about them most of all is their defense. And so going against that decimated offensive line in Miami, I think that they can uh, create some turnovers, cause some panic and terror. I'm not even saying Cam has a big day, but he doesn't even have to. Um, I just see a lot of value in that pick. I see where you're coming from. Um, I actually bet Miami plus six earlier in the week. And the reason I did it is Carolina's coming off of their – Biggest two games of the season easily. Beating San Fran in San Fran. Right. And then taking care of business at home last week. I think Carolina's due for a letdown. Every game Miami's played at home this season, whether they've won or lost, has been a three-point game. Hmm. Every game at home. So that spread is a little bit too big. Um for my liking, even if Carolina wins, Charles Johnson is out. Probably Carolina's best pass rusher yep. is not playing tomorrow. So it's going to be pretty interesting what happens there. But I can't hate you on the pick because I really think Carolina can win with their defense alone, uh, and especially against a Miami team with uh, half the offensive line that's injured um, or out or whatever. Um, my lock of the week I'm going to the to the show me state. Mm-hmm. I'm going to St. Louis. Mm. 
Missouri. And the St. Louis Rams minus one over the Chicago Bears and Josh McCown. <laughs> the Bears ain't that good. And Jeff Fisher's coming off a bye. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really know the stats of Jeff Fisher off a bye. I don't really care. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game. They've had two weeks to prepare for Josh McCown because everybody knew he was going to play. Um, I like St. Louis's chances this second half of the season. They're not going to do nothing. They're not going to make no playoffs, no wild card, no nothing. But they're going to make some noise. Um, this quarterback really gets it out of his hands early. Now, whether you're good or bad, if you get it out of your hands early, at least you're not going to take the negative yards at least you're not going to take the crappy field position. At least you're going to give your guys a chance to compete and uh, hopefully not throw an INT. Um, I really like St. Louis tomorrow. I think it's fair to say the St. Louis Rams, they're like the NFC version of the Cleveland Browns. Similar. You know, they're they're both teams. They, they lost their quarterbacks, um, but they're staying in games because they play tough. Yep. And... Um, I see St. Louis throughout the rest of the season as just raining on people's parades. You know, a team trying to clinch a division, but St. Louis comes in town and and pulls the upset on them. Um, And being one of those teams. So um, a lot of people are really high on Josh McCown right now, too, eh? Yeah. You know what? He's, he's, He's serviceable. But I'd say any of these young quarterbacks, Josh McCown is no Jay Cutler. And he's going to look, anytime you get a backup quarterback, anytime you get a rookie quarterback, they're always going to be better at home than on the road. Yeah. And St. Louis, you know, baseball season's done. The Cardinals are done playing. Everybody's going to be in the stadium, and it's going right. to be loud in St. Louis. Is it, though? They've had so many bad years now, man. It's, it's like 10 years now. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I think Jeff Fisher might. Uh, Jeff Fisher's one sneaky mother. Yeah, yeah. Especially with that mustache, man. He, he's sneaky. He's always sneaky. He doesn't need no Movember for his mustache. He always had a sneaky mustache all through his career. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't picture him without that mustache. No. You know what I mean? Uh, no. Uh, Jeff Fisher, one of the all-time guys, just because the way he looks and talks in news conferences, like gives him so much, uh, just like so much leeway with the media. Like people always think Jeff Fisher's a genius. Mm-hmm. I like, like it. I'm, like, on, I'm on the bandwagon. Like, show me something, dog. <laughs> like he, he doesn't have a lot of. He doesn't have any Super Bowl Super Bowl victories. He took uh, Steve McNair there one year. That was an incredible Super Bowl. But he never won it, you know. It's not like he won a lot of division titles. Like, he just doesn't have the resume to back up with how much he gets paid and how much people talk about Jeff Fisher. You know what, man? He needs a hero. Because Mm. the kind of calls he makes sometimes are hero calls. Right. He is a kamikaze coach. He'll do onside kicks, you know, at half. In yeah. the first half. Like, he'll do some crazy stuff. That's man. what I like about him. guy to pull that stuff off in the league. I, I like that about him, though. <laughs> um, so you had tweeted something earlier. In the, let me just break down these picks, and then I've got a question for you. So yeah, you're taking yeah. Tampa, KC, Denver, Jacksonville, Carolina. I'm taking Dallas, New England, Arizona, Cleveland, St. Louis. Now, you tweeted earlier in the week something Vince Carter said, man. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. My boy Vince. He was saying that Dwight Howard is the biggest crybaby in the league. <laughs> I had to, like, reread that. I was like, what? I couldn't believe it, man. Vince Carter, the all-time biggest punk ever in professional sports. Because, you know, I, I watched the Raptors, so I, I just remember back in the day when he was the human highlight film, when he could have been the next Mike, and some days when he went down. And this is before, like, we knew that this was what he did, but, like, I remember watching the game, and it was kind of like, you know, a play, you, as a fan, you watch Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. You know, when Derrick Rose goes down, you're like, oh, snap. But um, I would say that about Vince, and then he would just get back up and play the game so obviously he wasn't that hurt <laughs> no he, he should have got called for flopping and yeah. you know there, there's got to be some vince carter rule where delay a game is basically just delay a game just sitting there whining you know making that face but he's the one now here's the thing about it i can't disagree with vince right yeah yeah dwight howard sucks yeah yeah he really does. He he just Dwight Howard has regressed in so many ways and the way he goes about it, he's not earning any fans this way. Look how many people would take how many people would take Roy Hibbert over Dwight Howard. Right, yeah, yeah. For sure. It's unbelievable. There's so many centers. I think there's a couple centers. I think people would take Mark Gasol over. Dwight Howard. Well, I think it, what it also is is how you grow up. And I think guys like Dwight Howard, guys like Vince Carter, they grew up at an early age being told they were the prodigies. They were the guys who were going to change the game. And they were coddled and they were babied. And um, I see it a lot now just in every facet of life, you know, especially because I speak about bullying at schools. And yeah, I speak about bullying, but then on the other hand, man, you just also can't be a punk. Dwight Howard's a punk, man. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, I mean, like our culture now and society has gotten so soft, and I think that's a really real travesty. And so some some of these kids get brought up, man, and they're just so soft because they're coddled their whole life, and that's why you gravitate towards the Roy Hibberts. That um, I mean. Sure, when he was growing up, people were like, he's an amazing basketball player. But you could tell they grew up tougher, man. And um, that's just something that's missing from some of these guys. I know, man. Um, I know you're talking about soft. Um, let's go hard, man. I got I got my Nigerian representative, Chucky Slim, in the room. He just came into the hotel room, brought some mix for the vodka. We're talking a Hashim Tabit fan, a Dikembe Mutombo <laughs> fan. You know what I mean? Akeem Olajuwon, Akeem Olajuwon fan. Ask, ask Chuck something. He's he's a Lakers fan, so ask him how he feels this season. Yeah, I gotta say, man. How you doing, though, man? Yeah, we're doing all right. Don't worry. Kobe's gonna be back any day now. He's on the practice court, so we're we're, we're, we're gonna be all right. You really believe that? <laughs> all right, man. All right, man. We're looking into next year, man. We're actually, you know, thinking of going after LeBron James next year. So, you know. Right, yeah, because LeBron would love to come to a rebuilding effort in L.A. 
when he could just stay in Miami. <laughs> That's not what it's about, man. Who wouldn't want to revitalize LA again? You know what I mean? It's called statues, man. LeBron want a statue. You go to a third team, where are they going to build your statue? In LA, they already got a few statues built. Now nah, he got to stay in, in Miami. If he's going to go anywhere, he's going back to Cleveland. He's not going back to Cleveland, man. They if he goes anywhere. They burned his jersey over there. He ain't going back. <laughs> Come on it, now. I think it's more likely that he goes back to Cleveland than he goes to LA by far. You know what I mean? Um, maybe maybe Carmelo leaves. I don't know. Carme- but Carmelo playing with Kobe, I, I can't see that happening either. Two selfish dudes, man. That's that's recipe for disaster. That's true. Carmelo can't play with nobody. That's what I'm saying, especially with Kobe grinding on you and being like, "Come on, let's win." <laughs> like, no. oh man, it's just a mess. Like, Steve Nash might as well just retire. Um, it, it's just a mess in L.A. You go for Wiggins, man. That that's the only play right now. Tank it. Tank, it's not, man. It's not in our DNA. Lakers don't tank. Come on now. We can't tank. See, that's why pride is a sin, man. Because sometimes you just got to bite the bullet. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to catch a bad one. I mean, I remember the Lakers back in the 90s. In their lean years, they were still all right. They had guys like Nick Van Exel, Eddie Jones, Seth Sabalos. You guys got to go back to times like that, man, and, and build yourself back up. But it ain't going to happen right now. Hey, we did it, man. All we did, we did, we made one trade. We got Shaquille O'Neal, and that turned things around. Yeah, yeah. And then you guys made a trade for Dwight Howard. Didn't work out so well. Body and, and got Kobe. Yeah. Three championships. Bam. Do you guys still have those guys making those decisions, or uh, who runs the franchise right now? Is he a mastermind? <laughs> Genie Bus. Does he know anything about uh, basketball? Genie Bus is just trying to get Khloe Kardashian back. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Trade for Kim. I don't know what Genie Bus is doing, man. Like, it's, it's problems when Magic Johnson calls out Jim Bus. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, that dude, he's a punk, basically. You know, he's just like, he's a spoiled brat who wants to prove that he knows stuff about basketball when he doesn't. Whereas his daddy would listen to people. And, right. and right. you know, if you don't have that management, you're not going to build that team. And they're not going to build that team in L.A. for a while. I mean, it's... You're it, absolutely right about that. They, they could be the next New York Knicks, man. Manny just brought up Khloe uh, Kardashian. Did you guys see uh, that clip with Lamar Odom the other day? No, no. No? He got he was uh, he was high and on drugs and he was rapping? I haven't seen that. I'm going to have to go Google that. he's talking about how he's going to be making millions without the NBA. Yes. And uh, how, he's, uh, how he's cheating on Khloe Kardashian. Yes. Really? Oh, this yeah. is awesome. That's yeah, great. I, I hadn't seen that. All I saw was, I thought you were going to ask me about the uh, Kanye video. Oh, man, that was horrible. That po- wasn't Lamar? Possibly the worst video ever. That was a horrible you sure, video. You sure that wasn't Lamar? Yeah, exactly. What was up with those horses? Oh, I don't know, man. And and you see Kanye in these interviews now. Like, um, He just, he sounds so weird, though, man. The Kardashian effect, man. Have you known anybody to to fuck around with a Kardashian and come out on the good side, except Ray J? Yeah, yeah. Well, there there might be making a movie on Tupac, and and Ray J is one of the guys in consideration for it too. I think Ray J could pull that role off, even though he's an R B singer, man. He's gonna be Tupac. 
He might play Tupac in there. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know. I think he's crazy enough to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I love how he came out with that video, you know, something last year. Um, basically, like, how he hit it first. <laughs> and it was basically about Kim. That's the funniest part. I love things like that. And and he yeah, was like, no, it's, it's not about Kim. That's why I call Reggie, Ray J, Ray J Bush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Reggie too, man. Wow. Um, hey, you better hope your boy Reggie uh, can play tomorrow, man. He, he got benched last game, so. Yeah, he'll be all right, man. He'll be all right. Ray J. Bush will, will come back very strong. We're playing Tampa Bay, man. Come on. Tampa Bay sucks. I don't care about this resurgence of Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon? Mike Glennon for Rookie of the Year. He should be. They're on the third string running back. Detroit holds running back. What are you talking about? Bobby Rainey's killing it, man. And I think Mike Glennon is the offensive Rookie of the Year. I guarantee Bobby Rainey will not get 50 yards rushing tomorrow. Uh... I don't know, man. Your team better stand up. I say it every week about the Lions. It's show and prove time. I mean, you lose to the Steelers, man. You better show and prove this week. You better come out with a big victory because, you know, that's a tough division right now. You guys are clinging to first place, but I don't know, man. I will be in first outright tomorrow after uh, after Chicago loses to St. Louis, and we take care of business against Tampa Bay. It's no problem. Yeah, at least, at least we got some Thanksgiving football coming up, though. Yep, Thursday. I'm taking that day off. I'm going to be at home watching football. Chuck, you're invited over if you'd like. I got my barbecue up and running. I'll be there. Yep. I'm going to be out in Chatham that day, so I'm going to be hanging out there watching some of the games. You get me in Chatham? Oh, yeah. All right. A couple big uh, Lions fans up there. I mean, it's big Lions country, you know. Close. That's where Detroit ex-cons go to live. Oh, yeah, for sure. And hide away. Mm-hmm. You meet a lot of guys there with American accents, and they can't give you a straight story. You know what they're doing there. Well, and the other thing is there's a lot of kids there. <laughs> yeah. That have parents that are from Detroit. They don't know their daddy, though. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You see a lot of uh, women pushing around carriages and no father to be uh, <laughs> seen. But I love Chatham, so got yeah. got to show a love to Chatham. It's going to be a good time there. Chatham, where everybody looks the same. <laughs> Gotta love Chatham. Everybody's a light-skinned black guy in Chatham. <laughs> and if not, they're a dark-skinned white guy. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, uh, you can be a superstar in Chatham. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> a rock star over there. Chatham got love for D.O. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I feel at home there because the one thing I hate about Toronto is every single day of my life when I live here, man, you got an accent. Are you American? Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not American, man. <laughs> like, and, and people in Chatham will talk the same way as I do. You know, yep. we, you know, maybe it's that influence of, of being close to the border. But um, I just hate Toronto people for asking me that all the time, man. Can I talk the way I talk? Can I, I still be Canadian? Same, man. It was weird because they'd ask me, where are you from? You're from the States? I'm like, I'm from Sarnia. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what that means, but it's weird to get asked about accent, especially, I guess, anytime when you don't notice it in yourself, then when you get asked, then it's kind of weird. Yeah, I get it every single day, man, you know. Unless you're British. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's a little different. But anyways, I know you guys are doing it up tonight, so we're going to bring this to an end. All right, man. 
Sounds good, man. But uh, do it up tonight, and, and tomorrow we're going to ball hard. Yeah, me and Chuck are ball hard tonight, man. Oh, yeah.